0: Hello, it's Wednesday the 10th of January. I'm Miranda Sawyer and at least my bank account is down to a size zero. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we turn a critical eye on the UK press. Then we write a tightly constructed 250-word review before arguing with the editor as to how many stars out of five it deserves. What's the point of three stars? We'll never know. We're out every weekday, Monday to Friday, to keep you cheerful during the no money, no funny first month of the year. So why not unsubscribe from the gym and subscribe to us? You'll save a lot of cash and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Computer says, oh, OK, then. Post office scandal IT provider is still getting millions from government contracts. Brad Pitt is my new boyfriend. Romance scammers are pretending to be celebrities and swindling people out of thousands. And foot fetish fiasco. We get our kicks from the sex lies of Guardian readers. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we've invented a really heavy coffee cup so we can build our biceps while trying to stay awake. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and with me today is Podmasters Managing Editor and secret Rocky Horror fan, it's Jacob Jarvis. Hi, Jarv. Hi, Miranda. And also with us is Dead Ringers Impressionist and Not-So-Secret-Take-That-Fan, it's Jan Ravens. Hi, Jan. Hello. So, what have we got on the front pages today, Jarv? What have we got?
1: So, on the front page of The Times, there is a person, Anna Murphy, declaring herself to be a rectangle which I don't really understand, but same dress for your shape. So that's the the top of the times, the most important news. Right <laughs> first right there. there, straight away. But then the the main story there being the uh, the post office chief, former post office chief, Paula Venles giving up her CBE around the post office scandal, which I know we'll be talking about more throughout the show, I'm sure. And then the I similarly has post office scandal, but a slightly different take looking at Fujitsu, the firm which ran the Horizon software around that and then also they talk about their baffling obsession with boobs, or our collective baffling obsession with boobs. <laughs> okay. We've all got one, all of us here. And then I've uh, got two. The... <laughs> <laughs> and then on the the Guardian again, post office scandal at the top, and then there is. There's a a new prime minister in France who's been called Baby Macron, which I would find incredibly patronising had I become prime minister at age 34. I think that's no, he's really young. He's like 24, isn't he?
0: Don't
1: call. No, he's 34, but don't call me Baby Macron. (laughs) It's, it's the same, like Macron, but I just think, fuck off, come on, I've just become Prime Minister. What about
0: Macron um, mini-me? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> mini
1: Mini-Macron feels slightly less patronising, but it's all pretty pretty bad. There's then also a story about the uh, 2023 breaking records for hottest year, so just sort of horrible oh. climate stuff that everyone will, I'm sure the people who need to not ignore it will ignore a little mm. bit. And then the Financial Times is uh, massively on the... Fujitsu winning contracts under Sunex watch, despite the the issues surrounding the Post Office IT scandal. There and then, finally, on the Daily Telegraph, we've got the the architect of postal scandal demanding immunity. So yeah, this is uh, Gareth Jenkins, who was uh, around in sort of developing the software as a senior computer engineer Horizon, but he he will he's been asked to give testimony here, but is asking if he can have some sort of defence around that to be like... Isn't, I'll, isn't I he asking stuff? for
2: just sort of total immunity? So it's like, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. give you the evidence, but it's not my fault. You know, you can't come after yeah, me.
1: exactly. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help out as long as by helping out, it means you can't do anything to me. Well, you know, there.
2: everybody else along, you know, doesn't seem to be getting any no. kind of payback, do they? God, no. Okay. So, what have you got, John? Well, I've got the Daily Mail, right. that uh, that well-known organ that simultaneously caters for and hates women. <laughs> um, and uh, they've uh, for the ladies, they've got a lovely picture of um, Jason Donovan on the front. Um, uh, which Sarah Vine and Andrew Pierce are uh, apparently very exercised about that and pointing out not the lovely bod, but the lovely black nail varnish, which Jason is um, displaying in a very lovely sort of like almost Strictly Come Dancing style hand gesture, hand on hip, which is uh, very, very fetching indeed. Anyway, Can that's... we just
0: say what he's not wearing? Though. He's
2: wearing yeah. his budgie smugglers, yeah, I is. think <laughs> is, it's, only, it's only fair to say. And he looks very good in mm. them, I have to say. But that is like three quarters of the page. The cat sat on the in the um, bottom quarter of the page, they've got the headline, Now Give Back Your Millions, um, which is, um, you know, asking whether Paula Venels is going to repay um, the money that she made when she was post office boss, as well as giving back the CBE, which actually, you know, don't really care about, to be honest. Yeah. So moving on to The Mirror, The Mirror has got a, a big banner headline at the bottom there saying, Shameful. Uh, and they talk about quite a sort of human interest story about a guy, you know, they, they innocent Peter lost his life, Marion lost the man she loved talking about a guy who actually died during the scandal still thinking that you know he's still being called a criminal mm. and uh yeah it's so i mean those those are the stories that really get you i think on a lighter note uh the sun has got kate stood by me now i want justice for us all It's a postmaster who's been backed (laughs) by Princess Kate. (laughs) And uh, despite the fact that Princess Kate lives nowhere near him, and Mm. he is the postmaster apparently in the village where her family, her parents, live. So um, how much involvement she had... Uh, in um, you know, claiming justice for um, for the postmaster, Hasmuk Shingadia. Um, we we don't really know, but it's a it's it's like a sort of J Lo, uh, you know, ro- rom com in the making, isn't it? The princess and the postmaster. It is. There's um, a picture of her looking lovely in pink, pretty in pink indeed. Yeah. Yes, she is. Yeah, it's, like that, a,
0: it's, it's 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 it is a romance that's bound to happen, isn't yes, it? The princess yes. and the postmaster. Yes,
2: may ask not and wonder who's going to play him.
0: On most of the front pages today is the continuing story of the post office scandal, where more than 700 innocent postmasters and mistresses were prosecuted for fraud, theft and false accounting as a result of Fujitsu's Horizon computer software. Many were bankrupted, sent to jail, and at least four of them took their own lives. Perhaps we shouldn't be surprised that it's still in the news, as the story started back in 1999. However, there are some new developments, aren't there, Jav?
1: Yeah, the f- the first one being that Paula Vennels, who was the the chief of the post office for several years until twenty nineteen, mm. has given back a CBE which she received, which you know seems like a completely obvious thing to do in the end. <laughs> given, I also think you know hundreds of thousands of people signed a petition saying that. Uh, that she should do that. A
0: million, a million. So it's a. I don't know quite how to say it. One point two million people okay. signed. So a yeah. lot. A so really, yeah, really, tons really of lot of people. And
1: then Rish Sunak sort of uh, jumped on the bandwagon because he obviously he didn't know anything about the post office scandal until the ITV drama. No, he didn't came know out. about anything. <laughs> right? Have you seen <laughs> this? Have you seen this TV show? It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, the the main focus, which is coming around, really, is about Fujitsu. So Fujitsu ran the Horizon software. I think I believe it was originally developed in by a British company but then was taken over by Fujitsu and ran by Fujitsu throughout the time where, well, it completely fucked up, mm. essentially. You know, it sort of uh, just didn't work properly. But we you don't let that make us stop using Fujitsu, mm. was what the government went to say. So the the focus being, so in the FT, they've looked at the the contracts which Fujitsu has won. So since so from 2019 basically it was defined by the courts so that there was there were definitely errors here it wasn't anything that the postmasters had done and uh, but despite that according to the Financial Times the company was involved in 4.9 billion of solo and joint contracts after the December 2019 ruling including 3.6 billion during sunak's time as Chancellor and now Prime Minister so he sort of these contracts will have gone from the cabinet office and not directly from sunak but you'd expect to be pretty much across all of these things at the, at the same time. And within that as well, so there are, the government is saying sort of bold things about the fact that Fujitsu will, if it's, they, they want to wait until this inquiry is finished. The qu- inquiry was commissioned by Boris Johnson in 2020 and they want to see that out. Who knows why that has to take quite so long as mm. all of these inquiries do. But uh, the question will then be, will Fujitsu have to pay some of the money in compensation. Because the, the government now is looking at wanting to exonerate these people who were wrongly convicted. And there are different ways that they're looking at doing that. But the thing being is there's there potentially going to be a statement of PMQs, we don't know, but this week is expected the government has a sort of we can fix this now because we didn't know anything about this until the ITV yeah. drama. Who would have? But uh they they're looking to want to try and introduce a law which could exonerate everyone, but then the question remains that is okay, so my conviction is overturned. You you ruined my fucking life. Yeah, plus ruined not ruined even yeah, you lives. absolutely ruined
0: my life and you took my money.
1: Exactly, and so when compensation had been paid out previously because of legal claims, legal costs and stuff like that, I think uh, there was one where there was an, a massive amount of money paid out and then everyone involved got sort of £20,000 because mm. of all the cost to, to wrangle and get it. So, But £138 million has been paid out, but by the government.
0: The thing I think is, like, I mean, obviously, these things... Well, not these things happen, but computers, mm. computer systems make mm. mistakes. But to know that, and then it does seem slightly ironic. They've been awarded an extension of their contract. So Fujitsu has a contract to run England's flood alert system. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's terrible. Yeah, all these people are having terrible time yeah. under with the floods, and obviously. That flood alert system has not been going that well. Basically, the contract started eight years ago and is relied on by hundreds of thousands of households. And even last year, people were raising concerns over its accuracy.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Well, so, the, what does that
0: remind you of? Mm. Well, so
1: in 2019, that was when there was this court ruling. But in 2015, the post office decided to stop bringing these convictions against mm. postmasters because they'd obviously realised, hey, we might have fucked up here. But so not only is it that they're getting huge amounts of money, they're also on this fast track. Position to get money before other places. So we can the government rightfully has ways that it can contract out to people quickly to get stuff done. I don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing, but we've seen that it can be exploited in bad ways. But since 2015, 700 million pounds of contracts have gone through the priority procurement system to Fujitsu as -hmm. well. So it's not only are they getting government money, they're being put up top and being put ahead of other places. They
2: love a priority the, lane, the, don't, don't they? They really love, they a, priority really love a priority lane. I mean, COVID, priority yeah. lane akimbo. I mean, and yeah. here we go again. Well,
0: exactly. There was an awful bit in the um, uh, eye coverage, wasn't there, about some of the stuff that has come out in the hearing. And mm. it was the attitude of some of the Fujitsu employees <gasps> yeah. towards the Postmasters.
2: Yeah, yeah, apparently uh, in, in the office, they, they, you know, all these things are coming in and uh, Fujitsu employees saying to each other things like, there's another Patel scamming, the news mm. of another Patel scamming. I mean, it just beggars belief, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, so, you know, so a, a Fujitsu employee basically testified that that's what the staff were yeah. saying on a Horizon yeah. helpline mm. and... I've got a quote from the FT here. They mistrusted every Asian postmaster. They created a picture of postmasters that suggested they were incompetent or fraudsters. Not and only it means it's more than unconscious bias. Like it's absolutely appalling. It's, it's but also that it's not prejudice.
2: only the racism of that, mm. but also the kind of the, the 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 kind of the mental emotional abuse of, of saying to people nobody else has complained. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you know, you're the only one. I, 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 that is just sort of like terrible, isn't it? That's like sort of Kafkaesque.
1: I think there's also somewhat of the you know, the kind of media desire to want to find scapegoats. So, of for course, example, Paula yeah. Venals, I'm not suggesting, is without some blame here. But mm. she, also, playing some devil's Game, she's not she's not solely to blame. No. And. But what people want is to seem to find these figures. And then that allows people who are maybe in the middle Mm. or maybe played quite consequential roles but weren't so public-facing or so notable to be passed over and then go into another role. Yeah. And so I don't... You know, the the book has to stop places. Yeah. But also, things like these inquiries is they should be ran methodically and quite boringly and diligently and sorted out. And this is maybe a wider problem with how... The, the government manages these things when there are mistakes, of doing it in a way which is timely, sensible, proper at the same time. But then in the, the problem with doing it that way well.
0: is you end up with Grenfell and nobody, no, yeah. nothing happens. You just have an inquiry that stretches on for the rest of your life and nobody gets held to account. Now, here at Papercuts, headlines make us hooray. We love those little fellas with their puns and their alliterations and their almost song titles. We keep those ones in a special file marked Pop Secret. <laughs> anyway, do we have any good headlines today? What have you got, job?
1: So, in, in page three of the Daily Star, this mm. is really a weird story, actually. I'm trying to get my head completely around it. So, Dom Jolly of Trigger Happy TV yeah. fame, um. uh, who now I think he was on, was he on Question Time not so long ago? He sort of he pops off on a bit of political things as mm. well at the moment but basically Dom Jolly apparently hid his photos of North Korea up his bum to avoid being busted by Kim Jong-un's soldiers so the comedian defied the hermit states ban on tourists taking pictures without permission he was so in the he's country, gone there so, on holiday you know, he's doing, so he's doing a book which I believe his book is kind of around uh, conspiracies he's doing a talk called the conspiracy tour I don't know why he's made this sort of strange pivot mm. uh, but anyway so he went there to research this book and he thought right I'm going to take some pictures and I'll I'll put them I'll put them up my bum. And the uh and cuz his name is Dom, they've gone for dim dom un or dim Un. <laughs> dim dom. Boom. Yeah, I try I, I admire the the sound of it. I'm not sure really what <laughs> it, it means or if it yeah. makes any sense, but fair enough.
0: And what else have you got?
1: So in page 7, there this is around the uh blokes don't need to swap their undies daily stuff. And mm. then also Jason Donovan of nailing it with his He's, I mean, I I don't know if this is linked to it. He's wearing these little budgie smugglers. Maybe that's a bit undies. But basically, saying about uh, why men don't need to swap their undies daily. You know, as experts have said, skin specialists claim there's no increase in the risk of infections or health issues. Yeah, they are massive boffins. Also, it's just just gross. I don't really care if I get (laughs) ill. I just would like to feel clean. But anyway, their headline is, that's pants.
0: Yay! At the top
1: there. And then finally... So Luke Littler, the the nation's dark sweetheart who uh, (laughs) took the world by storm, the 16-year-old, who unfortunately came second but still earned a lot of money. But apparently he is going to rake in almost 400 grand from social media alone. Great. uh, Which, yeah, fair play to him. So I'm guessing that's from posts and videos and stuff like that, endorsements he can get. But it's been called, the headline is, lucrative.
0: Very good, We oh, very good, yeah.
2: What do you have, Jan? Um, yeah, so uh, on page three of The Sun, <laughs> on page three of The Sun, I've got a story about Morrisons who are deploying new patrol robots mm. to guard in its battle against shoplifters. So uh, apparently um, they've been trying out these gizmos that would make Arnie Schwarzenegger's Terminator character proud. Wow. So the headline, I'll be back you see, uh, it's, aisle. It's in it, like yeah, an aisle as in a along, pun. With. As in a pun. Yes. Mm. Okay. And then there's a little bit of a showbiz gossip story here. Um, <laughs> in fact, the, this, this, I'm just looking at this whole page is littered with with um, terrible puns. But anyway, this story is about uh, Meryl Streep, mm. uh, who apparently is growing close to comic actor uh, Martin Short following the end of her 45-year marriage. Um, yeah. And so they're getting uh, up close and personal. And uh, um, the headline is Streep is short and sweet. Ah, oh, mm. oh, that's
0: quite nice. Now, how's your love life? If it's expensive and extremely online and it's not porn, then you might want to check out The Guardian <laughs> online. <laughs> there you'll find a piece by author and mega-tweeter Becky Holmes entitled, If you think only lonely middle-aged women fall for romance scams, you might be the perfect victim. This follows a Times interview with Becky that came out over the weekend and is about people being fooled into falling for fake online lovers who then say scam them for money jan tell us about this story because it's kind of funny and it's kind of sad isn't it well
2: yes there's funny and sad elements about it and of course this has been around you know i remember that netflix documentary tinder swindler you oh, know yeah, and that you, was and... a great one <laughs> <laughs> although he's an awful person and it yeah. was absolutely sad, yeah and awful. those poor women and mm. blah blah but yeah so this lady becky holmes um played along with these scammers on Twitter. They contact her, tell her she's gorgeous. She sort of engages with them, then has these conversations with them, which she screenshots and puts them up on Twitter. Mm. So this is all, you know, and, and she kind of, she sort of, She puns with them. She has this kind of banter going on. But then at a certain point, they will ask her for money. That's what they're eventually after. And they're quite often pretending to be a famous person. So, you know, she's she's had Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt, Liam Neeson... So she so of course would be, Why would they not be contacted her oh, via DM on Twitter? Yeah, and she she agrees to send them the money, but actually just sends fake codes. And uh, she apparently sent one Liam Neeson um, the ingredients of a Frey Freibent, Bentos pie <laughs> in a code. In a code. Mm. Uh, now he was he wasn't that pleased. So I mean, this all started in COVID where she was in you know, a, quite a vulnerable place. She'd come out of a relationship. She wasn't mentally well. Um, and so it kind of, I think it cheered her up, actually. But yeah. I sort of thought, this is mm. kind of, well, good on you, girl. Because mm. she kind of scammed the scammers in a way, didn't she? I, I love this one where one of them said he was a pilot and he was going to be flying to Stockholm uh, Orlando Airport that afternoon. So she said, oh, when are you going to arrive? Send him a picture of a hotel she'd booked in Stockholm <laughs> and a flight she'd booked, which she hadn't at all. <laughs> A lot of these uh, um, scams apparently originate in Nigeria and Ghana, and although that sort of sounds, oh, well, you know, you're being racist, but apparently they actually yeah, there's a there's a huge so I the reason why I know about these scams is because I review <laughs>
0: podcasts and there's a lot of podcasts mm. about these. <laughs> we can go through loads of them. There's um uh, one of one mm. of the ones that is really good is called Love Janessa, and that is where they actually just use the same picture of this woman who is um uh, an adult star from South America, and she is used. On, like, her picture is incredibly appealing to loads of men. So she's constantly turning up, Janessa, Janessa, wherever she goes. And there's a scam underneath. But what they find is that it's almost like factories of, of scammers in places like Nigeria and Ghana and also Malaysia now. And they have certain, they've got. Uh, names for them. So in Nigeria, they're called Yahoo Boys and they're called Sakawa Boys in Ghana. And some of these people are actually being exploited themselves, mm-hmm. so they owe money to kind of. People that have got them into debt, and so they've got to kind of pay money through this way. So it's it's it can be pretty grim. Um, and what what's happened with the with Becky is that she starts off, and it's really funny. There's some great things that she does, but then she 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 decides to interview the people that have been scammed, and it gets quite sad.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still reeling from. I really liked Janessa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's a lovely she was, she girl. She's great,
1: right? but you know, so anyway. She didn't turn up when you no, asked to meet no, her at the airport. So she has written <laughs> a book about annoying. it now, yeah. hasn't she?
2: She's she's written she's written this book, what's it called? Keanu Reeves is not in love with him. <laughs> Ke- Ke- Keanu Reeves is not in love with <laughs> him. We, and 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 so I, yeah, I kind of really admire her for kind mm. of, you know, yeah. taking her broken heart and making it into art, you know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, the the thing about with it all around is this kind of most most of the time when someone is a victim of a crime, you don't say they've fallen for it. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, Miranda's been mugged. And I went, oh, fucking how she felt for that mug, <laughs> <didn't
0: she.">
1: I'd <laughs> be like, oh, idiot. you were yeah. mugged. Yeah. And we all like to think that we wouldn't be duped by people. But we've probably all been duped in very little ways, you know. Even when it comes down to, I don't know you, you get an advert for some amazing bit of clothing online, and then you buy, it and it comes, and it looks like a piece of shit. That's not yeah. like quite fraud, I suppose. But you know, kind you, of you kind of, you know, you kind of been, you've been misled, and we can yeah. fall for those sort of things. We've all seen stuff and signed up for it, and thought that sounds amazing. I'll do that. So it's it's hard to to look at these things and things like the Tinder swindler yeah. and the show Catfish and stuff yeah, like that yeah, you, yeah. Kind of, you watch those things and you think it could never be me but mm. clearly it can be some people
0: I once sent off for a DNA test for my dog <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, I know what an idiot. And it came back. So you have to take a swipe for your for your dogs, and and then they they analyze it. And it came back. My dog is not this. What they came back as? They said it was a cross between a Saint Bernard, Saint Bernard, yeah, <laughs> and a Beagle. Neither of. I mean, I've never even met a Saint Bernard or a Beagle. <laughs> My dog is not that. I mean, the one thing that's quite cheering about this um, article, I have to say, is Becky's approach towards the people that. Um, that we're trying to scam her. Yeah. There's a really great bit where she sent a message to someone who claimed to be an American widower called Raymond. So he was like, you know, you you physically represent perfection to mm. me. And so she would send him messages like, I regularly holiday on Jupiter. <laughs> My best friend is a kangaroo, yeah. and I have more aubergines than Judy Dench, which is just brilliant. And um he was uh, he was all for it, but then eventually he decided to not be all for it anymore because she sent she asked him <laughs> <laughs> she asked him to put um, to show his love by putting vegetables up his bottom and then he blocked her. Of course some people do meet their ideal mate online and then they live happily ever after that is unless... Their Guardian Readers. <laughs> the Guardian Readers' Sex Problem page is a paper guts favourite and one of the genuine highlights of the UK press. We often turn to it when we're feeling a little bit down <laughs> because, however bad your sex life is, the Guardian Readers' is worse. <laughs> so, what about this week, Jarve? What is the problem that the Guardian sex columnist Pamela Stevenson has to engage with?
1: Well, Miranda, I can't believe you went feeling down to so like feeling floppy. I think that would have been more, <laughs> more suitable for the Guardian it's Search true. column. So, anyway, this one is. So there is a person who has said, since they admitted to having a foot fetish, that their wife will no longer let them anywhere near their feet. So uh, let me let me read this out because I, I won't do it justice by paraphrasing. But I've always given foot massages to my wife and she has enjoyed them. Since I admitted to having a foot fetish, things have changed. Mm. She used to prefer them to me and Proffer. I massage them. Proffer. 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 She- Good word. She used to proffer them to me and I would massage (laughs) them. It feels as if the moment I admitted I got pleasure from it, she saw it as a zero-sum game and withdrew. (gasps) This wouldn't matter if she was open and honest, but it's as if she has put up a wall. Massaging her feet felt like a way to connect. This fetish won't go away, and I don't want it to. (laughs) I'll indulge it on my own terms because I'm bored with sex and with sex always being on her terms. And then, this is where it's like, it's all, there's this one big, there's this issue, but I think there's a huge bigger issue where Mm -hmm. he just, on the end, goes, I'm bored with everything, seemingly, on her terms <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: right, yeah. I love this problem
1: <laughs> I love this problem
0: for, for many reasons but one, one of the main reasons I kind of love it for is he's like okay I was mm. giving you a foot massage and his wife must have thought oh that's so nice mm-hmm. of you you know I've had a long hard day give me a foot massage and then what he says is no I was only doing it because it turns me on and she's thought oh my god after all like it's literally the one thing you're doing for me and actually you're doing it for you and so she's taking her feet
2: away. Her feet have been moved. But I think there's some sense in which they were doing it, like you know, for each other. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, as a and, and it's like, don't you actually speak to each other? No, they communicate through feet. That's not. But Pamela's, to... advice, mm, in Pamela's this, advice in Pamela this, Pamela Stevenson Connolly's advice is always, you know, is always in any of these Guardian problems. Well, it's very important to keep lines of communication open, discuss it with your partner and admit to any fetishes and fantasies that you have. It's a very important part of your will. Bye. And and it's like, you know, they're, they're so short her they're replies. So short. Also
0: the couple is so far beyond that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they're absolutely beyond that. I did think there's a there's a strange bit where he says, I will indulge his foot fetish on his own. What do you think that might mean?
1: Well, I imagine it means that he may become one of these people who gets duped out of loads of money on the internet, <laughs> as, we've, as we've spoken about. It could be his own feet. I don't know, maybe there's some weird. way of sort of going and getting some really nice, getting your feet sorted out and using that. Yeah. Or it's basically saying, I'm, I'm actually sick of my wife and I might just have an affair now and this is a, an it's excuse, this is a niche excuse <laughs> yeah. that we've got. So yeah, it just seems like a whole, it's there's like a whole the lot more resentment there.
0: And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to John.
1: Thank you, Miranda.
0: And thanks to Jan. Thank you, everybody. And if you're twiddling your thumbs until the start of Love Island All-Stars, then why not join the Paper Cut Supporters Club? Just £3 a month gets you ad-free episodes and extended editions, plus the chance to upgrade your home and life with some gorgeous Paper cuts mugs and T-shirts. Ideal! I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the Times reveals that LBC had to bolt Boris Johnson's wheelie chair to the floor to stop him from scooting off camera whenever a listener asked him a difficult question. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> no, it wheelie happened. <laughs> See you tomorrow.
1: Paper Cuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Podmasters Managing Editor Jacob Jarvis and Jan Ravens. The group editor was Andrew Harrison, and the producers were Liam Tate, Adam Wright, and me, Alex Reese. Socials by Jess Harpin and Kieran Leslie. Music by Simon Williams. Art direction by James Parrott and Modern Toss. Papercuts is a Podmasters production.